Welcome to the Our Celium Podcast. Join us as we explore spiritual non-dualism, psychedelics, relationships, healing, and the beautiful mystery of our shared human experience. This episode is about a recent cannabis ceremony that Alex and I experienced. Unlike many other psychedelics, cannabis is one of those substances that I didn't put in the category of psychedelics or hallucinogens um, because it was always something that I used recreationally. Um, I, you and I usually just used it in the evenings occasionally if we're playing a game or watching a movie or if we're going for a walk. It was kind of just one of those things that enhanced our current experience. Um, but from my history with cannabis, cannabis is one of the substances that has the potential to give me more anxiety and um, paranoia than even psychedelics themselves. Going into the cannabis ceremony, I was very skeptical. I was a little bit nervous. Um, I would have rather done mushrooms than taken seven to 15 puffs off a, a joint. But here we are. We thought we would give it a try because after all, um, it is a plant. And I think you and I wanted to give it a, sh a true shot to see the effects of doing a high dose of cannabis in a ceremonial setting with the right intention and, and see how that unfolded. Yeah. I think what you said with intention is the biggest divider of keeping uh, cannabis on the opposite side of the other plant medicines. Like there was never any intent for myself personally past the idea of oh, I'm going to use this to relax or I'm a little bit stressed out or it would add it would add uh, a little more fun to our walk to go get coffee or something like that. I never would bless the medicine. I would never put an intent or an intention into it or it was like almost a, an unconscious lack of respect mm -hmm. for it being so powerful, even though, like you said, it's probably the one that has knocked me on my ass more than more than anything else and i i still have yet to understand why i can do a large dose uh, a large dosage of psychedelics and there still isn't that paranoia or anxiety factor that i there, there still is but not even close to the amount that shows up for me on cannabis and I've always had a tricky relationship. I always have to find this like balance because not enough doesn't do anything. And too much, you start to get, well, me personally, I start to get paranoid. I start to, I can, I can become uncomfortable and it can bring up things that I don't want to talk about. It's like a good, it's like a good reminder of some surface level issues you're not dealing with. Whereas psychedelics, it's, it's more so, okay, let's get to the meat and bones. Let's get to the to the deep issue that you know is deep below the surface, but you you prepare, you prep for weeks and weeks and you set intention, you meditate on it and you you prep a whole day around it where I was quite reluctant at first because I was like, how much more is this going to be? And I've never sat or laid down with uh, being on cannabis with eye coverings and, you know, listening to like... Uh, I've always listened to music I would listen to at the gym or something. I've never like listened to the same music we would listen to during a psychedelic ceremony or something like that. So it was very interesting. We, we were guided through, we had 
we had to take uh, an inhalation at every every position. So it was north, east, south, west, below us, above us, and then within us. And then each one of those, we had to hold it and pass it to the other person. And then we lay down with our eye patches on. And it was it was such a different entry into it because I was like, okay, I might as well go all in with this. Like I want to see what, what, what this actually is. And I was quite surprised. I was, I have a completely different outlook on cannabis now with intention so much. So as last night, I, I gave a little intention to it. I was like, wow, I can't, I can't not use this plant, uh, this medicine anymore without having intention. I feel so bad, almost like a, a little bit of a guilt. Um, but you don't know what you don't know. Right. And my, yeah, my, my relationship has definitely changed with it and I've gained, I've gained, uh, much more respect for what it can, what it can offer. Do you want to talk about how it started uh, coming on for you when we're going into the experience? Yeah. Yeah. This cannabis ceremony was, it felt like a trip back to memory lane almost. Oh, one sec. I have to, I have to drop something (laughs) in here first. When you and me smoke occasionally, uh, marijuana, you always limit yourself. And I know why I, I do the same just maybe because my body weight's a little bit bigger, but you always limit yourself to like one or two hoots and it's so cute, but that's, you keep yourself there because you know where you want to get to and you know a little bit too much. It kind of can remove you from your fun. So this was a lot different this time. Yeah. Weed for me is. I'm, I'm very skeptical about it. I've had a, a few really bad experiences in the past. Every time I smoke weed, I'm like, I only just want a little bit. And I, and I really do intentionally take a very small amount because I, I don't know if I'm just sensitive to it or if I'm just more um, susceptible to being in that state just because I do have quite an active mind. Um, but yeah, this ceremony, it was like very intentional to do quite the opposite of that and take quite literally as much as I possibly could. I think what, I think what helped was everybody else that was in the ceremony with us. I'd say 90% of them all had a shaky relationship with cannabis, no matter what age, early twenties or late sixties, there's a lot of people who said it was a touchy uh, medicine for them. Like they've either abused it or uh, they've had a rocky few experiences with it. So that was also, that was also motivation because they were all game to just go in and, and treat this with surrender, just as you would a psychedelic ceremony. So I thought that was, that gave me extra boost to just go all in as well. Yeah. So going from one, maybe two puffs of a joint to you and I did what about 10 and then halfway through the ceremony, we went for another three or four. Yeah. Um, but this ceremony was different. Um, than any other psychedelic that I've done because it was a very, it was gentle, but it was, like I said earlier, kind of just very, very visual in terms of memories. Yeah. It was like a vision quest for me. I was like going from level to level to level. Okay. So we're laying down on a bed next to each other, a king bed with our blindfolds on with our blindfolds or eye patches, whatever they are on. And we have like a weighted blanket on, we have incense next to us and we have the the uh the recording that we're doing uh with this live class um playing right right by our head so it's we're surrounded by the sound the smells everything so we're just 
full full tilt going into this. Yeah. Just to set the stage. Yeah, of course. Um, okay, so then how it kind of unfolded in the beginning was I went kind of back in time. Um, and there was a lot of memories and visuals of me in experiences of being, you know, at school or situations that kind of left an imprint on me for a long time. It was almost like I had to go back and just revisit them. And it was almost like that feeling of kind of giving myself like a pat on the back, just saying, see, everything's all right. It was, it was kind of just like this walk of like visiting these, these moments in, in my life that maybe left me with some sort of shame or guilt um, or self-judgment that I just had to go back and just kind of refresh and touch up and kind of just water it a little bit and just say, hey, like, you see, everything's fine. And to kind of patch that one up as I kind of progress down the the timeline. Yeah. And the music, the music choice was, was beautiful that it kept, there's a lot of tribal music and it was, she said it wasn't going to be like a calming experience, which was, which I found was perfect in the end when I was, when I was, when I was able to pull myself out and, and kind of zoom out and realize what I was doing. Oh, I'm in this ceremony. I'd be like, wow, this music choice is amazing. But when I was in it as well, I kept forgetting. I w- would just bounce to different stages. And like you said, and like, I think a lot of people in the class as well afterwards said it brought up a lot of old memories that we forgot we even had, which was beautiful to revisit those and to journal about them as well. It, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of visuals of memories that you could kind of relive for small periods of time. And it was so visual that you could look around the room that you're in and then kind of step back and take note of some things. And it was, I know it had a lot of past stuff, but there was also a lot of future visions, tons, tons of those. And it was, it was like visions of what we can become visions of what we truly hold it's almost like a manifesto that we didn't know we had built within ourselves and it was starting to project. And I know you, you wrote down a lot of stuff. I don't normally write down a lot of stuff, but in this particular experience, I remember thinking to myself, every time I had this visualization of the future, I was like, don't remember this or sorry, don't forget this. Don't forget this. Don't forget this. And then a part of me was like, why don't you just take out your journal, which is right beside your bed and write all this stuff down so that you can remember this. And then your mind doesn't have to feel like it has to hold on to it in the moment. So you write it down, let it go, and then keep going back into the experience. And and that's what I did. I had a lot of uh, future visualizations of what you and I are creating. And it was so specific, even the colors, the textures, the way that it was designed. And I'll just be specific. It was a visual representation of the retreat center that you and I would be creating in the future. Mm -hmm. And it was so vivid. And it was, this is weird for me to say, because even on psychedelic experiences, I do have very vivid visuals, but not to the extent that this was, this was like someone had just taken a screenshot of something in my mind that I'm going to create in the future. Oh yeah. And it's the thing about the the cannabis, uh, vision quest is it's not showing you something otherworldly. Exactly. That's why it's easier to interpret. Uh, yeah. Easier to interpret. Cause it's something that's that you can do on this plane. It's something that you can use here and it's something that's realistic 
of a, of a life path here, as opposed to in a deep psychedelic trip, it's a lot of metaphors, a lot of sacred, yeah, metaphysical, a lot of sacred geometry, a lot of stuff from deep inside your mind, archetype style or outside of our minds. Right. So, yeah, thank you for, for making that point. Cause that is quite valid actually. Um, there was one thing I do actually want to talk about in this experience that I had a realization of going into it when there's a playlist, the playlist often has these, these moments where it gets kind of, it's light and kind of like airy and has like this beautiful essence to it. But then it also kind of dips into like the darkness and there's the drums and the beats and it just kind of gets heavy. There's some creepy ones where it sounded like drips someone, of water. Yeah. Someone was dropping water in a, in an old abandoned warehouse or like a bunch of like people were talking like or it, candy was hitting the ground. Like, yeah, it was very strange where your mind takes you, but. Yeah, and, and oftentimes when the music does that, your thoughts usually follow suit, right? You would kind of enter it when it goes up into like, I'm, I'm going to call it light and dark, just to use those to contrast. Um, as it goes into the light, I often have this feeling of like, oh, this is beautiful. I, I feel so light and flowy. But this time, it was so different. It was almost like it was reversed. So I'll be specific here. When it entered the light, I noticed that I was bringing up a lot of memories that had a lot of deep emotions to it. But when it went dipped into, let's say, the darkness, I realized that nothing in the darkness is actually bad. And so there really is no distinction between light and dark in these experiences. It is only ever our perception of it. But what happens when you surrender into the darkness is that nothing in the darkness is really dark in a bad way. And as soon as you it's surrender, just unseen. it's just unseen. Yeah. And so when you let go, when you surrender into that, you get, you get kind of thrown right back into the light again. And then the second that you think, oh, this is just such an easy, beautiful experience, you get kind of tossed back into like, but I want you to surrender even more. Yeah. It's, it's. It's almost like it's intelligently designed that way. You cannot see the, the true, the true force of, of light, of something that is light, unless you've been in, in the dark. You know what I mean? It's like from us transitioning from the jungle house where there was a few dimly lit light bulbs in the house and the rest was we would just use the sun or the setting. Oh, the sun's setting, but we'd still like, walk around in the dark like our eyes got used to that and then we moved to this uh condo in in within tulum and a lot of the lights are very like bright fluorescent and it's like you can't understand that unless you've been in the dark and it's the same with struggling like when you come on the other side of struggle you don't appreciate it as much unless you've struggled right mm -hmm. so for me uh quick little thing I'll say here is I, I cried within this trip. I had my first realization that I haven't been proud of myself or gave myself a congratulations for what I've been doing for this last year or so of like quitting my job, taking this leap. Like I kind of, I was waiting for some type of sign to show like success and then I was going to uh, reward myself, but I felt I didn't give myself any 
any um any reward from my own self to say hey like good job like this is kind of crazy what you're doing like congratulations look what you're doing and i finally my dark part when i went down was it wasn't dark as in evil it was dark as in something hidden or not said or mm -hmm. not seen so i took that time to speak to myself almost as a separate version and say hey good job like this is this is difficult this is unknown territory congratulations for the way you push your mind the way you push your your limits and everything and it was such a happy cry and that was within the the dark part so i just wanted to say it's 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 a perspective shift like you need the light to understand how dark it can get and vice versa. So I agree with that hundred percent. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, something, if I could just maybe try to describe this is, and this is what's coming up for me right now, as I try to think about what we're talking about in terms of the light and the dark is that in order for us to experience or understand non-duality and that the only thing that exists is infinite love, we have to play in the duality. And, and the second that we, we learn to appreciate the duality, the light and the dark, the good and the bad, the, you know, whatever labels we want to use it. Once we learn to play in that and fully surrender in the flow and the contrast of both those things, we transcend it. We move through it. And when we move through it, then we become and we see the only thing that there is, is infinite love. Call it light or dark, whatever color makes sense, but there is only that thing. The yeah. unified, single, infinite consciousness. Yeah, it's like a circle. Like you start playing in the dualities. And let's say you go two separate ways, uh, which that's what a duality would be. You go, one part of you goes, uh, like as if I'm drawing a circle in the air. You start at the top, one goes to the right, one goes to the left. And you go around and you go, okay, there's dark stuff that happens or bad things that happen to me in life. And there's good things that happen. But when you reach the other, the bottom of the circle, you connect. And when you zoom out, you realize that circle was one thing. It's not dark or light. It's just the circle and it's the path. And that one path is the, what we're talking about right now. So it's, it's your perspective on what side of the circle you're on mm -hmm. and you can go, Oh, this is what life is. It's dark. Or on the other side, you're like, Oh, but sometimes it's light and it's, it's a lot of fun. But when you zoom out of the full thing, it's just one life. It's just one circle. It's just one experience. Yeah. And, and, and the resistance comes up when we try to, to, to resist the, or separate ourselves from the experience by saying this is bad or this is good. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was one thing that, that came up in my experience, uh, the cannabis ceremony was someone very, very, very close to me and my immediate family came up. Um, and this is where I got quite emotional as well, because what I realized was that I had thought that I needed this person to love me more, love me in a different capacity. And what I realized was that person is loving me to the best of their ability and they love me as much as they possibly could. And it was almost like this reassurance of, Hey, I love you. And, and it just came up and it was. Isn't well, isn't that so beautiful though? Like you can be looking for a type of love so hard and, or, uh, an, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like reassurance. Yeah. Love or reassurance or an acceptance. That's what I was looking for mm. from somebody so hard or from an external source until you realize you, 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 you come out of your own bias perception and you put yourself in their mind and you go, Oh, this is how 
they do show it. And you go, oh, the love and the acceptance I've been looking for this whole time is actually being given to me, just not the way I want it, but the best way somebody, that person or that thing can give it to us. So a lot of, a lot of love or emotions you don't think you're getting is because you're locked in this like tunnel vision of how it should be given to you. But everybody is different and every situation is different. So that's so beautiful. You found that it's like you can literally find a lot more love by shifting your perspective. And that that's, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot can come from that. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, and I felt a very beautiful, just kind of lifted energy when the ceremony was over. Um, and this whole experience really did shift my relationship with cannabis. And I think the number one lesson that I took with me from this was how powerful our life can be when we set intentions. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that'll shift fucking everything. And when I have intention, it's just much better. It's like I'm giving myself a mission and a purpose and a meaning full reason why I'm doing something and that literally activates my sensory gating channels which is like oh this is something meaningful it's gonna give you back what you put in it's basically what yeah, I'm saying yeah I completely agree and I think without intention we can easily fall back into the cycle of just going through the motions of life and we forget that we're the author of the story but yep. when we start to question, hey, why am I doing the things that I'm doing? Am I choosing to do the things that I'm doing? And if so, why am I doing them? And what is my intention with, with these activities and these pursuits? And when we can define or clarify the intention of doing something, we all of a sudden put ourselves back into such an empowered place. So, yeah, in summary, cannabis is a beautiful plant that has the ability to, to be psychedelic. Well, it is psychedelic, but it has the ability to be so profound and so potent and very healing with the proper set and setting and intention. And so I think I'm going to take this away. And, and, you know, the next time that I use cannabis, whether it be recreationally or not, to have an intention, to be mindful and like aware of why I'm using it, um, because now I understand and I respect it because it is very potent and powerful. Yeah. And having gratitude for the altered state that you're being given, whether it's to remove a little bit of pain that you're feeling or, uh, I don't know, let's say you're having a difficult time at work and you're using it to escape, but not to escape reality, just to escape some stress and anxiety. Like even those levels, we, we have to give gratitude to the, to the thing in itself of the medicine and be thankful for it. And I think yeah, my takeaway for this is that you can you can do something for so long like cannabis and still have a completely different perspective shift of what it is. And that completely changed my mind. And I would challenge anybody out there to if you do use cannabis or if you don't, if you have a good relationship or especially if you don't, to maybe look up cannabis ceremonies, especially because it's it's a lot more legal than anything else. And it can, it can give you that beautiful vision quest. And it gave Nichelle and I a lot of creativity and things that we wrote down and that we're going to implement into our business and a few little things to, to talk about, about our past. And, uh, like I said, visions for the future. And it's, 
it's a beautiful way to unravel your mind. So I would just look up on YouTube or look up online or see if there's anything in your area for cannabis ceremonies, because it was actually such a beautiful experience. And if you don't want to go all the way in with a psychedelic, this is a good, this is a good stepping stone to, uh, to, to get your mind into a place like that of preparation and intention setting. Absolutely. And if you do have an experience with cannabis um, and you want to share it with Alex and I, please feel free to reach out because this is one of the, the most beautiful parts about this journey is that we get to share our experiences together. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And remember, sometimes the change we seek comes with the greatest resistance. And if today's episode resonated with you, please subscribe, share, and leave a review. Your support helps us on our journey. And if you're interested in one-on-one coaching, psychedelic integration, or have any questions on these topics, please feel free to connect with us on Instagram or visit our websites. The links are in the show notes. Let's keep the mystery alive. See you next week.